Greetings. My name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. In this podcast, you will hear stories about how real people have experienced awesome changes by embracing a plant-based diet. Today, we're talking to a New York man who struggled with weight and weight loss programs his whole life, but he literally got fed up after watching an insightful film with the same name. His anger, fueled by knowledge of the food industry's role in America's obesity epidemic, spurred him to embrace a plant-based diet. And now he has dropped the long dreaded pounds and joyfully picked up a healthy and whole new life. So grab your tea and take a seat. Here's his story. Here with Daniel Schumann, a devoted husband and father of two sons. He has dropped over 170 pounds over the past year and a half with a whole food plant-based diet. Thank you for joining us today, Daniel. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you so much for happy, having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I am. I have to admit that I fell in love with you with just a glance <laughs> over your Instagram page because there's this beaming positive energy that just radiates through your writing. It's just, uh, it's, thank I you so love, much. yeah, I just love everything. You're just a huge inspiration. So I'm glad oh, that we were able so to connect. Oh, thank you. That means so much to me. I really appreciate that. So let's just get started by learning a little bit about you and where you're from, like where you live sure. now and, and uh, where, you know. The details. Give us the details. <laughs> sure. So I currently live in Far Rockaway, New York, New York City. Um, it's about, uh, I live about a few blocks away from the ocean. Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania and I've been here since high school for the most part. Um, I have two sons. I'm married. I have two, two beautiful sons, a beautiful wife, Sarah. Um, and after the birth of my second son, I had decided that I really needed to make a significant change in my life. I was morbidly obese most of my life, uh, pretty much my whole life. And, um, you know, I tried different things over the years, um, but I finally discovered a what, whole food plant-based diet. And that really was the impetus to help me start to really get control of my life and to start uh, implementing lifestyle change. And with that, I was able to, I was, was able to lose a lot of weight, about 170 pounds. And it was, it was so much more than that too, though, it was just really reclaiming my life. And it's not just changed, but improved every single aspect of my life. So, so you, you said that you were obese for most of your life. Correct. Um, what was the thing that actually made it stick for you? Like, I'm sure you tried a lot of different things in the past, sure. but what made a difference this time? That's a really good question. Um, I, I think it was probably a, a culmination of a few things. My, my second son being born, I don't know why it took to my second one to really click, but it, it did. Um, I knew at that point that I didn't have life insurance. I was very, it was something I was extremely concerned about. Um, I, I didn't feel that I was going to be approved for life insurance in my condition at that time. So that was one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then really there was a moment 
I was at my parents' house visiting, and I watched a documentary called Fed Up, and it really had a tremendous impact on me, and it, strangely enough, um, really angered me, and that really was a great source of motivation for me. I felt very taken advantage of, very very upset by the by the food system in, in the United States specifically, and I decided I was going to do something about it. I, I still had not discovered whole food plant-based eating yet at that point, um, but I, I had definitely made the decision that I was going to do something serious. I was going to take care of this, and no matter what, I was going to lose this weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started off really by just cutting out processed foods and added refined sugars. Mm-hmm. And that helped me for a little bit. And then eventually I read the book Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Furman and discovered the whole world of whole food plant-based diets. And uh, it made a lot of sense to me. And I just jumped right into it. And um, it, I mean, it was rapid. And once I had a, a taste of success, then it was for real. And I, I really felt that this was going to be lasting and it was going to work. And it did. Um, mm-hmm. thankfully and it's been it's been a while now it's been almost three years so three years ago was when you came across the documentary mm-hmm. fed up correct and to the point now where you're you've just completely changed like you've done like a complete makeover for yourself <laughs> thank you that's a that's 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 really awesome in such a short period of time too for such major results oh yeah that and that really shocked me um you know at the time is i was uh, a little resistant, a little nervous, I guess, of losing weight so quickly. Um, but, you know, I spoke to my doctor. I was, you know, being monitored and I it didn't, uh, it, it was going quickly and, ha- and I was happy. I wasn't suffering. You know, I didn't feel like I was depriving myself. I didn't feel like I was starving every day. I wasn't going to bed hungry at night. Um, I, I really was, was enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that was really part of the reason why it felt that it was so sustainable. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was going to actually work this time. So tell us a little bit more about this. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen, I've seen a lot of documentaries, but I don't uh-huh. think I've seen Fed Up. Oh, sure. So, it, you know, it talks about, it's, uh, I believe it's narrated by Katie Couric, and it talks about um, you know, the, the diet and food industry in this country, and it talks about how, basically how diets generally don't work for people, and it's, the message that came across that really spoke to me, and this is something I, I still tell to people daily, I actually use it at work today. When there's something in front of you that is what I consider junk food, um, I think a lot of us who struggle with these types of things tend to beat ourselves up when we give in to a temptation like that. Um, but the realization that I had was that that giving into that was really a very normal behavior. You know, these are foods that have been engineered by very smart people with a lot of resources, a lot of money, and a lot of time has been spent into creating these foods and to get you to not only eat them, but to overindulge in them, to keep going back for more and to not feel satisfied. And I, I really think that we have to be compassionate to ourselves and understand that when we do, I'll say the word slip up, but I don't really mean slip up, when, when we indulge or when we you know, fall off track from, from what we're planning on doing, we really shouldn't be beating ourselves up because it's an ex- to me that's an expected outcome. You know, if you have something like that around you, you're, it's likely that you're going to, to be tempted by it mm-hmm. and to give into it. And it, you know, it, it's in this country specifically, you're you know you're kind of under a constant assault of, of food. And 
I do very much believe that food can be a serious addiction and it's one of the hardest addictions to break because first off you have to engage in it daily and you're constantly surrounded by people and products kind of being shoved in your face um, that are getting you to to indulge in them and you know, to go around even if you go to the pharmacy by the front counter there's going to be candy bars and mm. gum and all sorts of different things and mm-hmm. that's you know it's yes it's great to to have to work on the willpower to not indulge in those things as much as you can um but it's it's gonna happen you know it's it, for most people at least speaking for myself it's it, it happens and it's um it's just expected it's something that is is it was meant to be that way. You know, they, they spent so much time and energy making these things in that way. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's in our nature, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing about it. You know, so, you know, talked about diets and how diets don't work. The food industry does things to get you to, to overindulge. And it really spoke to me. And it, 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 it helped me, for I guess, forgive myself a little bit. And... You know, it kind of gave me that that push, and I felt really angry. You know, it was really I felt taken advantage of. You know, I'll say it again, and uh, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a weird place to find motivation. Um, but I think we have to find motivation from wherever we can. Mm-hmm. And for me, it worked, and it helped, and it changed my life and my family's life. Now that you are speaking about the documentary, I do remember seeing that one a long time ago, and it oh, was okay. really good. Yes, yes, <laughs> Katie Couric. Yes, yes, I remember. Because <laughs> I've seen so many, they are, sometimes they kind of blur together, but that was one of my favorite ones. And uh, that one and like Forks Over Knives was one of my other favorite. Oh, yeah. I, I watched Forks Over Knives pretty soon after that. That was great. Yeah. But it's so true that um, a, a lot of times we people just kind of walk um, without really a, a lot of thought process behind food and the food that we pick up in the grocery stores and you just trust that it is what it is and not really question what's in it (laughs) oh sure i mean i can't tell you how many diets i was on as a kid where you know you have to buy certain products and they're all full of of processed ingredients and you know when you have a mini you 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 kind of feel like a failure when you eat a mini chocolate bar and it doesn't satisfy you Mm -hmm. you know and it's, it's something that's labeled as a diet bar and you mm-hmm. eat it, and it just makes you want to eat more. And at least that's me. You know, when I eat something like that, I want to continue eating it. I want to. I want that sensation to continue. I don't want it to end. Um, and it really can can be very hurtful as a young person or as an any age person when you're mm-hmm. on a program like that and you think you're doing the right thing, but you still don't. You're still starving afterwards. You're still really hungry, and and you keep going back for more. Yes, I mean it's. I think it's awesome that. Uh, that you were able to get your hands on that documentary and watch it and, and you know, know now what. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. It is. So I know you, you lost like a, a whole lot of weight and yeah. uh, you, I remember uh, I was looking at your Instagram feed and you had one post and you just, it was something really simple, but so profound at the same time you were talking about like being able to sit down with your son, crisscross oh, yeah. applesauce. <laughs> like people don't think about stuff like that. Oh yeah. You know, I get the question all the time. Like, don't you feel amazing? And yes, I do. I feel great. Um, but it's more of like not realizing like, Oh, I don't have this problem now. Like it's still almost a daily thing where I'll be like, Oh, I could do this. Like I, I, I 
never even thought about this now. You know, it's been it's been a long time, and you know, I'll, I'll be in a in a confined area, and I'm used to keeping my body language a certain way, or you know, not getting into certain tight areas, and you get that realization of like, and it's a really good feeling. It's really nice to to be somewhere and like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to test this chair before I sit down on it. It's gonna break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was on a. Uh, there was one point I went to. Uh, Universal Studios in Orlando and I went on a uh, there's a, a ride there and um, it's a Harry Potter ride this Quidditch castle ride and I was really excited to go on this ride and I get on I get on the ride and they start to close the the, the harness for it and it wouldn't close and mm. um, you know I saw that painful look in, in the attendant's face and they had to ask me to get off the ride um, because I just didn't fit in the seat safely um, so it's, it's nice not to have those things anymore. And, 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 uh, it's, it's really been such a tremendous blessing for me and my family. Yes. Yes. I can't even imagine like, you know, to, to go to such a place and expect to enjoy everything that's there. And then somebody tells you, um, no, you're not going to be able to do this. Oh yeah. And every, you know, every time I was in a similar situation afterwards, I was extremely self-conscious and, and limited myself from doing a lot of things um, because of fear of that embarrassment and that rejection. Mm-hmm. So, um, so after like battling weight issues for most of your life um, and you see this documentary and you, you realize like the whole food system is, is pretty rigged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced making this transition to a, a, a plant-based diet? Um, biggest challenges initially, was so there's definitely social challenges involved. Um, you know, this this way of eating is in a lot of ways very countercultural, and I, I, speaking, you know, I'm an Orthodox Jew, and my culture, as I'm sure many cultures do, places a tremendous emphasis on food. And a lot of things uh, are surrounded by food, um, whether it's you know going to to services on the weekends or holidays, family events. There's constantly food all around, and that could be a very challenging thing to navigate. Um, I think where I was a little bit lucky, I guess I say say lucky, um, you know, being as extreme of a situation that I was in, you know, being that obese it was kind of hard for anybody to, to fight me on it. If I was saying, hey, I'm really trying to do something about this now, you know, please let me try it, let me do it, and you know, I'll be okay, don't worry. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not starving, I'm not torturing myself. You know, people, people like to feed you. I know I could speak for my people. The Jews love to feed each other and, mm-hmm. and can get very insulted if, you, if you're not taking food from them, especially mm-hmm. family at times. Um, but I, I do have to say, though, that my, my family and friends were incredibly supportive and they were so supportive. I, I, I'm so thankful to have the support systems that I do around me. My, my wife, my kids, my friends, my parents, my siblings all really supported me greatly. Um, you know, my wife did not have weight to lose. I mean, she had just had a baby, so I think everyone has a little bit of weight to lose after a baby, but she did not have weight to lose, but she joined me on this and she didn't have to. And, but she, you know, wanted me to, to better my life and, and to feel good about myself. And so she did it along with me and I, it would have been a really hard for me to, to, to be all by myself doing it. I think I still would have done it, but it would have been a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was really a beautiful thing. I, you know, I had a friend that, that bought me a gym membership when he saw how successful I was being. Um, so it really, even in my, my building, my neighbors, 
um, you know, I'm the, they, they, all my neighbors saw my progress. They saw what I was going through and were cheering me on. They'd see me go out for a bike ride or just to walk or run. And everyone was all constantly cheering me on and telling me, you know, that I'm looking good. And it was, it's like kind of like being a celebrity. It was, it was really nice. Yeah. It was, it was just beautiful. And just to get that outpouring of love and to connect with people, um, it's something I'm, I'm always going to treasure. It was really beautiful. That is awesome. Thank you. So when you, did you start out with just switching to a whole food plant-based diet or like, did you start exercising uh, no. right away or, uh, so I'm both, so the two different things when it, when it, I, I do for, I'll address that exercise part first. Um, I do believe that exercise and weight loss are two different things. I know mm-hmm. it kind of sounds a little mm-hmm. crazy, but I, for a big portion of my weight loss, I was not exercising very consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of the beauty of, of a whole food plant-based diet. Um, if it's done the right way, you can still lose weight without exercising mm-hmm. um, and be full and eat a lot of food. Um, exercising definitely helps. You know, I actually came up with a line over the weekend a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, because I've, I've, I've changed a lot in this process too. You know, when I first started, I was very gung-ho and I was a little bit in your face about things. I think a lot of people... Um, in this lifestyle can can tend to to get that way in the beginning because it seems so obvious and you kind of just want to you just want to tell everybody um Mm -hmm. so you know that was uh but i i've i've mellowed out a little bit but the point the line that i uh was that i tell people is um you shouldn't have to run five miles a day to make up for the food that you eat the food that you eat Mm. should make you want to run five miles a day Mm. I like that. Thank you. And that's really, it's very true to me. You know, I, um, exercise for me is something I, everything that I do, I put a big effort into making sure that it's something that's sustainable and something that I like, that I enjoy doing and that I can see myself continuing to do. Um, I, I, if I'm at the gym and I'm suffering and it's not fun and I, I, I just, I'm muscling through it, I'll stop and I'll leave and I'll go home. Um, because then I know I just know myself that I'm going to then stop myself from going the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I did you know eventually I, you know, I started walking a little bit here and there, but eventually I just wanted to. You know I, I felt so good from the food that I was eating that I would want to get out and run. I'd want to get out and, and ride a bike. You know I live a few blocks away from the ocean, and there's this beautiful boardwalk, and it's just this great beautiful thing i get to go out in the morning or in the evening and see the sunrise the sunset and be next to the water and interact with people and and feel the breeze and it's it's really a very enjoyable experience Mm -hmm. it sounds dreamy (laughs) to be right there by the ocean it's really beautiful and then as far as jumping into whole food plant-based eating it was um i really did it very incrementally um i still you know till today I, I won't say that I never have food that is off program. I, I'll, I don't consider myself a vegan. Um, I, I do believe that animal rights are important and that unnecessarily being mean to animals or killing animals, hurting animals in any way is, is, is not okay. Um, but, you know, it's still, I'm not there ethically. You know, I wear leather shoes. I wear a leather belt. I'm really at this for, for the health more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did it very incrementally. You know, I... Um, I started off, it was really about understanding, you know, getting the knowledge, becoming empowered, and then seeing where can I add it into my life? What can I change here and there? I, you know, I, I made myself a green smoothie and I tried it. 
I was like, hey, you know, I didn't, I, the, my first recipe wasn't very good, um, but I tasted it and I said, I, I think I could eat this every, I think I could drink this every day. I can get through it. And, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, eventually I, I played around with it enough till it was something that I really enjoyed, I really loved. Um, and I didn't, and that really helped me. Uh, so I did that very incrementally. You know, the beginning on the weekends, I was still eating meat um, for a while. Um, but, you know, eventually, I, I, it's rare now anymore that I, that I eat anything like that. It happens, but it's rare. Because um, mm -hmm. I just don't feel the need for it anymore. I, I, don't, I don't find myself craving that stuff so much. Speaking of food, you, um, your, your meals, like a lot of people, when you say like a plant-based diet or a vegan diet, they get stumped. Like, what are you eating? But <laughs> your meals are so beautiful and creative. Oh, like, you. where do you get all this inspiration? Oh, you know, it definitely was a process. I mean, you can scroll down <laughs> to the beginning of my Instagram page and there's the meals don't look as good in the beginning. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I definitely got better. I always liked, I always loved food and I always loved to cook. I mean, I was always a pretty good cook. And I did most of the cooking for my family. So that really was a, a tremendous advantage for me. Um, and then as far as ideas go, a lot of, you know, I get stuff from Instagram. From um, There's a couple good cook, cook, cookbooks I recommend. Um, there's one called the Whole Foods Cookbook um, that's put out by Whole Foods Market. Um, it has really beautiful stuff. There's one called Wicked Healthy, which... Um, is a lot of the stuff is very it could be modified uh, to be a little you know because it isn't necessarily to fully to my standard of, of whole food plant based but it's it is all plant based and uh, it's very easy to when you're where there is ingredients in there that I wouldn't necessarily eat regularly um, it's pretty easy I, I've gotten pretty good at, at modifying and uh, turning into something that I would eat. And you're doing some really awesome things with mushrooms. How did that come about? Oh, I, lo I love <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> I, um, you know, I originally, one of the cookbooks, this cookbook, Wicked Healthy, I had listened to an interview with Chad Sarno, who was, uh, there's two brothers, Chad and Derek Sarno. They're chefs. They're vegan chefs. They live in England, and they're doing amazing things with, with plant-based foods. And um, Chad was talking about how his brother Derek is obsessed with mushrooms, and it really... I got really interested and I saw some of the stuff that they were cooking with mushrooms and uh, it's, I mean, it's surprising to me that a lot of this stuff isn't more prevalent. I mean, I, if you see, saw on Instagram, I'm, I'm gro actually growing my own mushrooms now at home. I'm growing lion's mane mushrooms in my living room. Wow. That's <laughs> next level. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's really exciting. Um, and, but you know, I like, I'll look up on, I, I I'm, become very interested in mycology and I've been reading textbooks on it and just trying to absorb as much information as I can on it and you know I would look up these lion's mane mushrooms they have I, I hope I'm getting the number right but per 100 grams of the, the mushroom there's 31 grams of protein I think meat mm. like white meat chicken I think has 33 grams per 100 grams of the mm -hmm. food something I hope I'm sp speaking right on this um, and not that mm -hmm. I think we should be obsessed about our protein intake, but like if most of the country is, like why aren't we eating more of these things? They're delicious. They're gourmet. Yeah. Chefs go crazy over them. You know, they're, they're not gross. They're, they're, they're delicious. They're really good. They're fun. Um, there's just so much beauty in it. And, and mushrooms also are just really cool. You know, they're, 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 they grow, they grow interestingly. They're super sustainable. You can forage them and find them. They're like a, a real life loot box. Um, mm -hmm. so I, they just really, really fascinated me and, and I really like eating them. So I, uh, I've gotten a little bit obsessed with them. 
Yeah, I, I love it because my husband and I, when I first met him, we actually, it's like you, there's not a lot of people that are going to have a conversation with you about mushrooms, <laughs> but he was somebody that <laughs> we actually would have conversations about different types of mushrooms. So we're mushroom people over oh, here. Oh, that's great. You're my people. <laughs> yes, yes, I love yes. when someone tells me I don't like mushrooms and then I could turn, I have a friend a real New Yorker, he tells me, I don't like mushrooms at all. He said, Akiva, I'm going to give you some mushrooms. I made mushrooms. I learned from these guys, from the Wicked Healthy guys, how to press and sear mushrooms so that you could turn them into like a steak. And I made it from, mm-hmm. for a July 4th barbecue. And he's like, this isn't a mushroom. And he loved it. And he was giving it to everyone in the party. I said, now you like mushrooms. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. See? Yes. So you're a big foodie. You love to cook. I do, yeah. You love to, you love to eat. So... People assume naturally that if you're going to eat healthy, you're going to be spending a lot of money on food. And they, mm-hmm. some people make the excuse that they can't afford to oh, eat yeah. healthy. So can you give us a little bit of an idea? Like, is it, are you spending more money and how do you save money on your grocery bill? Like eating healthy? Sure. I am totally spending for sure less than I was spending originally. Um, you know, when I'm when you're not buying things like meat and chicken, and that stuff raises your bill tremendously. You know, especially me, I eat kosher, so kosher meat is really expensive, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, that would bring up your when. So when you're not having that stuff, or you're not getting the the processed stuff in the middle of the grocery, um, your bills can be pretty low. So that's one way. Um, I also I, I subscribe to um, a service called Misfit Market. I don't know if they have that in your area, but it's a a box that you get weekly um, with organic produce that is supposedly misshapen in some way that they can't sell, but everything I've gotten looks oh. really beautiful. And mm-hmm. that really helps me also cut down. You, you know, you save, I, I, you know, it's, you're getting a good deal for the produce that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And um, it also helps me with meal ideas. You know, if I keep certain staples in my house and then the Misfits box comes, I can freestyle when I get home, like kind of like a mystery box challenge and oh. figure out what I'm going to make for dinner that night. And most of my meals there's not a lot of foresight in them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. They kind of just come together as they do. Mm-hmm. So you've got that creativity working for you. Oh, yeah. I try. Thank <laughs> you. I don't, I, you know, it's funny. I never really considered myself a creative person when I was younger. Um, but I, this has definitely been a, a great outlet for that and has helped me develop my creativity. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely become a way better cook through it. I mean, I just, I, I would imagine any chef should want to just challenge themselves to try to do stuff like that. Like, how are you going to bring flavor without using a ton of oil, butter, meat, chicken, stocks, all that stuff? How are you going to, uh, you know, to me, this should be a challenge in, in Master Chef or Top Chef. Make a yes. whole food plant-based meal um, and yes. make it taste good. And it's, it's not an easy feat um, right. necessarily, but it could be very rewarding. Mm-hmm. So, like, I imagine that you're, like, the the... Like the plant-based vegan lifestyle culture in your area is probably pretty amazing. Or tell us, get us not at all. No, <laughs> no. Okay, because I think New York. New York yeah, you know, like... I'm really, I'm like, I say New York City, but I'm, it's Queens, so it's okay. I'm technically in the city, but I'm pretty much on the outskirts. And I, oh, okay. And in my area, it's a very Jewish area where I live, also, mm-hmm. and my culture has not really embraced this stuff yet. Okay. Um, I hope to be able to change that by example a little bit um mm-hmm. but they, they they're pretty meat heavy um so i, I really kind of have been on my own here a little bit i i, oh. I you know, i've met a couple people i met um i, I met somebody uh, whose name is dan too um or through facebook who doesn't live too far away from me he, he lost like 150 pounds i believe 
um, mm -hmm. you know, also with whole food, plant-based eating. So, you know, over time, I've been able to connect with people more and more. Um, but in the beginning, especially like the first year or so, I was really very on my own. Um, oh. But now it's opened me up to a whole world. I mean, I have people all the time reaching out to me on, on Instagram. Um, you know, I actually just spoke to a couple, a woman yesterday from Houston who uh, you know, saw my story. She's also an Orthodox Jew. And, uh, you know, we start talking and we, we offer each other tips of how to navigate certain experiences and things. And that's really been my favorite part about this whole thing is just getting to know people and, you know, hopefully helping people. And um, just that human connection has been, been really beautiful and, and rewarding. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, because that's how community is built, like one connection at a time. Yeah, sure. One connection at a time. So what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about embracing a plant-based lifestyle? Okay. My number one advice is that it is not, it's not black and white. You don't have to do it. It's not all or nothing. You can do it incrementally. You can change your lifestyle with baby steps. And um, for me, that really worked. It really helped. You know, I think a lot of people, when they hear about a whole food plant-based diet, they get very threatened and they feel, oh, that means I'm never going to have meat again in my life. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the truth, um, you know. Especially if you're if you're looking at this through the lens of your health, I think you owe it to yourself to look into this and to to try to make whatever little changes you can because that really will help. And you'll see, you know, obviously the bigger commitment that you're going to make, the bigger results you're going to see. Um, but even with small commitments, I think you can see small results and, and, and smaller little victories. And mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be this daunting big monster that you have to take on all at once. Mm -hmm. a, little, a little bit at a time, baby steps. You know, mm -hmm. I tell, uh, you know, it's kind of like clean. If you have, let's say your room is a mess and you got to clean it up. If you look at the whole room, say, oh, how am I going to do this whole thing? It, it, it could be very daunting and it could cause a lot of people to quit and to not do it. But if you break it up into little pieces and say, hey, today I'm going to do this corner. Today I'm going to do this closet. Mm -hmm. It could really help you and it, it, it could help tackle it and uh, make it a lot more manageable. Yes. Yes. Baby steps. I like that. So... You have, it's a new year and you've had some amazing success conquering your goals in the past uh, couple of years or so, three years. What is the next big thing you hope to accomplish in health and wellness? Oh, that's a good question. I, I, you know, I, I really want to affect change in, uh, you know, specifically in my, in my community, but also anywhere. You know, I've been, um, I've been asked to speak at churches and every, and I'm super happy to share with anybody and to help everybody out. I, you know, my, uh, I guess I'm a little, maybe for selfish reasons, a little bit. I, I, I want my, I want the environment that that I live in and that my kids live in to to look at food a little bit differently, um, mm -hmm. and and I, I feel I'm probably best equipped um, to help my culture a little bit. But I, for any, I, I really want to be a light to the world. I want to help people. I want to you know lead by example, but then also offer advice if people need help with things. Um, and I've been doing a little bit here and there of, of some consulting um, with people, but nothing, nothing significant. Um, and I'm kind of taking it day by day and seeing where this is lead me, lead, you know, see where it will lead me, and um, mm -hmm. you know, trying to trying to figure that part out, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I think you're you're well on your way to accomplishing whatever goals that you that you have set out, you so. know, coming up because. I mean, you're you're just a, such a huge inspiration that just can't be denied. Um, are there any 
inspirational resources that you would like to pass on to people who may be needing a little bit of a help to get going? Oh, sure. Um, a couple good ones. Um, this is a very practical resource. Um, there is something called the pleasure trap, which I found to be extremely helpful in helping me understand the function behind the behavior of eating poor food. Um, that really helped me understand why I was doing what I doing why I was doing what I did. And uh, so there's a book called The Pleasure Trap, and uh, there's some videos. You know, you could YouTube it. There's, um, I think, a TED Talk and a bunch of other things. If you just Google The Pleasure Trap, that will come up. So that's one thing. Um, some some of the, the, the figures that I follow, I, I really like Dr. Joel Furman. I like Rip Esselstyn. Um, you know, especially for, for guys, I find that he speaks, uh, can, can reach them a little bit easier certain times. You know, th there's this this idea, this, this misconception of, of meat and masculinity and, um, you know, people like him are dispelling that myth. I mean, he's an athlete, he's a, a firefighter, um, he's a big, strong guy. Um, so, so I think seeing and hearing from someone like that, his, his father is Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, who's done a lot of the, you know, he wrote Prevent Reverse Heart Disease. He's done a lot of the, the work, um, you know, showing the science behind these things. Um, so I'm, I'm really thankful for them, for him. Um, there's Dr. Greger, How Not to Die, Dr. Bernard, um, da, the, Dr. McDougal. I mean, there's so many different great resources out there. Um, there's a, a woman on, on YouTube, Saved by uh, um, Cooking with Plants, it's called. Mm -hmm. um, she has some great re resources, some great recipes. Um you know, those are those yeah those are my probably my go-tos I would say and the, the cookbooks mm -hmm. also have been really helpful you know, forks over knives forks over knives magazine is great that's a you know really good entry level for for people um, it's nice to see you know glossy beautiful pictures of, of this food um, and to show mm -hmm. that's not doesn't have to be uh, twigs and grass you know we're, yes. we're eating real food yes we like food say that again <laughs> <laughs> it's not twigs and grass we're eating real food <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's delicious. <laughs> yes, yes. So how can people connect with you and learn more about you and your mission? So my, the main place to connect with me is on Instagram. My handle is Daniel's Manual. Um, and I am currently, I have a website that should be up very soon uh, called SaveByPlants.com. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I'm still trying to figure out where the direction of that's going to be. Um, you know, it's going to kind of be a blog for now, I guess. And um, just a you know a great place to, to to see what I'm up to. But right now, Instagram is is the best place to see where I'm up to. That's where I put all my foods. Um, you know, if it's if it's really nice, I'll, it'll be a post. If it's not terribly photogenic, it'll probably be in my story. And uh, you know, come by, say hi. You know, I'm, I'm I love when people reach out. I love giving advice, helping people out, or just saying what's up. So uh, please follow, reach out, feel free to to comment and anything. All right. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you would like to add? Oh, boy. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but just, yeah, people understand, like, just know that this isn't, doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be something that you say. I mean, it's going to be, there's, there's discomfort is one thing. And I think we all have to be somewhat comfortable with being uncomfortable and allow ourselves to get mm -hmm. uncomfortable. But discomfort doesn't have to mean pain. It doesn't have to mean suffering. Um discomfort could just be something new something you're not, not used to doing give it a shot be open to new experiences try new things um you never know 
you know, what it could do. And, you know, I'm hopefully an example of how it can change my life, how it could change your life. Um, I could play with my kids. I can, my relationship with my wife is, is, is amazing. It's, it's, it's just helped in every aspect. And, um, you know, please, you know, if you're, if you're struggling in any way with your health, you owe it to yourself to so just give it a shot, look into it, try it. Um, you won't regret it. All right. Well, I I am so excited that we have a, had the chance to talk to you today and that you were able to drop all these advice gems and knowledge on us for people to share and to be encouraged. Uh, and thank you again for taking time out to speak with us. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for taking interest in me and my story and for giving me this platform. I, I really, really appreciate it. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Your podcast is awesome. I love listening to it. <laughs> Aw, thank you. No I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Thanks again, Dan. We love your spirit and we look forward to you becoming one of the leaders in changing your community's food and health traditions. In today's pantry makeover segment, we want to focus on added sugars and packaged food ingredients and why you should be aware of this. We all enjoy sweets, and they are absolutely fine in moderation. However, sugar has no nutritional value and can lead to excess empty calories, which can lead to weight gain and other health issues. Sugar can also cause inflammation in the body when consumed in excess. We're not telling you to avoid all sugar. But to avoid foods that have lots of added sugars and food that lists sugar as the first or second ingredient. Now, added sugars can be quite sneaky and are often unnecessary in ingredient list. For example, in the last episode, I mentioned that a friend who was looking for a healthy snack grabbed a bag of dried mangoes. And the front of the package was really nice and clean and definitely looked healthy. But the nutritional facts on the back showed that the mangoes contained 10 grams of added sugar per serving. And mangoes are naturally sweet, so why do they need added sugar? Other surprising products you may find with lots of added sugar are things like ketchup, barbecue sauce, spaghetti sauce, breakfast cereal, fruit juices, sports drinks, and bottled teas. It can be a bit tricky to spot added sugars on the nutrition facts panel. The line for sugars contain both the natural sugar and the added sugar as the total grams of sugar. A drop-down line will show the grams of added sugar per serving size. So how much exactly is a gram of sugar? To give you some perspective, one teaspoon of granulated sugar equals four grams of sugar. Whenever you're shopping for anything that resides in a package, always read your ingredients list so that you'll know exactly what you will be consuming. Sugar can appear under various forms in an ingredients list. Besides those ending in oats, such as maltose or sucrose, other names for sugar include high fructose, corn syrup, molasses, cane sugar, corn sweetener, raw sugar, syrup, honey, or fruit juice concentrates. Highly processed sugars such as high fructose corn syrup should especially be avoided. Eating too much high fructose corn syrup can lead to insulin resistance, obesity, type 2 diabetes, and high blood pressure according to the Cleveland Clinic. So aim to read your product ingredient list and be aware of how much sugar you're consuming and where it is showing up in the foods you select. Now 
it's time for today's plant-based news and notes. The Screen Actors Guild is the latest award show to go vegan. On Sunday, January the 19th, the award show served a fully plant-based menu to its attendees. The show's organizers say the move is a part of the show's long-standing commitment to sustainable practices. On January the 12th, the Critics' Choice Awards served a plant-based menu during its 25th annual ceremony. The CEO of the award show said that when planning this year's awards show, they wanted to be mindful of the impact that the event has on the environment. And the Golden Globes, as you know, kicked off the new year by becoming the very first awards ceremony of its kind to serve a fully plant-based menu. The nonprofit organization behind the Golden Globes says it wanted to set an example for other award shows and increase its sustainability efforts. I guess we shall see if the Oscars award show follows suit. Thank you for listening to the Plant to Change My Life podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you listen, and leave us a comment. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at plantschangemylife.com. You can follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to plantschangemylife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. We also have Plants Change My Life t-shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace.